Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan. Okay. And it's me, Rachel Lindsay. Hold and on. it's I her, Rachel Lindsay. Van, stop. Rachel, where, where, are you, uh, where, are you, where are you podcasting from today? I'm in New York City. Boy, I just, I, I, I just, I was there I and then I left. I planned then... it so we would not be here at the same time. That's crazy. What hotel are you staying at? No, 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 no. Oh, you no. almost did it. I don't. You I almost mean, did it. By the time this it. comes out, I'll, I'm coming back tomorrow, so I could, but that's okay. Right. I'm in the Central Park area. Oh, that's very nice. That's very nice. Let me ask you a question about our producer, Donnie Beecham. Shout All out right. to Donnie Beecham. Shout out to Donnie Beecham. And we're going to put a picture of Donnie Beecham. I want it to be superimposed in the video right here so people can see it. Pick a good just, one. Just Donnie. taking a snapshot of Donnie. Just looking at Donnie. Okay. Right away. Would you say that Donnie was freaky or not? See, I... I... I, I where? What am I judging this question. off of? Answer the question. Would you say, just looking at the snaps... Donnie, bring yourself up. Bring 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 yourself into the bring yourself into the video, Donnie. How did this and just help? sit there. Why? Right there. Why? Look, there's Donnie. There's Donnie right now. Okay. Would you just looking at Donnie Beecham right now, would you say that Donnie is freaky or not? Yes. There you go. I, Donnie's Donnie says he's not freaky. Okay, first of all, Donnie's, everybody is, and we've talked about that on the podcast. But that's for my me, thing. Donnie's, for me, it's the part. It's the part. It's the oh, part. You, you, you look you look a little freaky. You look like you're on some counterculture shit. Tell me why. Tell the people right now that are listening to this, Donnie Beecham Jr., why you feel like you're not freaky, bro. Like, what's what's going on? What's up, man? I feel like there's levels to freakiness. And to be, like, labeled as freaky, I don't think I reach those levels. I, I, let, I'm, let, not, I'm not conservative, but I'm also, I don't think I, I deserve the label as freaky. Well, check this out. Would you rather it be used as an adjective to describe you or as just as a noun? See, I think an adjective lightens it up a little bit, right? You're freaky. Yeah, that does. As opposed right. to, you're a freak. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's Rach, but Donnie, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think both are true, bro. <laughs> I'm looking at you right now, bro. But, but how? Number one. Number damn. noun and verb, bro. Bye, you bye. got a ceiling fan back there. To you got a ceiling fan. <laughs> it's hot to, in Georgia. It's different. Nah, it's hot. Nah, it's hot. It's hot. Nah, it's hot in your house. <laughs> That's what it is. It's hot in your house. I don't even okay. know how this started. This conversation happened before I even jumped on. What's wrong with you, Van? Bro, you okay? I tell you what. No, I tell you how it started. It started because me and Donnie were doing our little back and forth, and Donnie was like, "Man." I can't wait till my fiance get back here, bro. Woo! Yeah, she just left. She literally she, just left. She got caught on camera she, for a split second. But she just, yeah, I she saw got, her. Yeah. I saw her. The she conversation was like, her, got too here. Yeah. It's like, no. She was like, me and her going to chill out. We're going to watch <laughs> We gonna watch a movie. We're going to get a Fellini's pizza. And then after that's over, uh, man, I got a pizza box right here. I'm sweating. You got me sweating. You got to see. see. <laughs> get out, Donnie. Bye, Donnie. Bye, Donnie. Donnie, man. Why why are we so hung up? Why are we so hung up about sex? Why? Why? Because why? we've been programmed for so long not to talk about it. It wasn't okay. You know yeah. this. How are you, Van? How's your 
I've been good. How, how's your week been going? What's been going on? It's busy. On it's busy. You know, I did a little something yesterday. I don't know if I can say what I was doing, but I did something I've never done before. Let's just say it was very Andy Cohen-ish. Okay. Cocaine? No, man. <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> no. And uh, anyways, that's why I'm in New York, but then I'm out here working with Extra, too. You know? Extra. I saw Nate Burl. I saw you post with Nate Burleson. Did you like the photo? I so did. Or did I you keep scrolling? Why. Nah, I like the photo. Okay. I like, I like the photo. Like, okay. is, is, I like Nate. You were wondering I like what? Nate. What were you wondering? Why you don't never post me? It's crazy. When we're together, I post us. Mm -hmm. Somebody had you an post. Oscar party, won an Oscar. Where was it? You Bam! You, front and center. Post, With post a sweet nigga note. Nate Burleson. He wearing he's a crazy jealous. ass hat. Oh, he's he jealous. Put, he's posted wearing a hat. Who 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 is the true partner of Rach? Is it Nate Burleson? Or is it Van? Man, Nate, you know it's Black Regis. You know Black it's Black Regis. Regis. Black Regis. That's for you and me. She froze. Oh, no. She froze. I don't know if she can even hear us. Nah, he's frozen for me, too. Okay, okay. I was like, no, I'm in this hotel. I got janky internet. <laughs> I hope you guys keep watching this. Rach froze right now in the very pose of Harriet Tubman. Uh, She's on Underground yeah. Railroad PCS. He gonna show up so 30 minutes late. Internet's <laughs> wacky. What is happening? The whole Zoom went down. Oh, there was an outage. He's back. There was an outage. I definitely thought it was Rachel's. I, I said I that Rachel's. I thought it was Rachel's. me too. I thought it was me too. I, thought, I, I like if you run the video, I said that Rachel's on some underground world world Wi Fi, but it was oh. actually me who. And had then the it was actually you. And then I said, you know what? He says I never take pictures of him, and post them. Let me see. So I just I took a couple of pictures. <laughs> wow it's very upsetting it's very upsetting this episode is brought to you by viore i love sports i know you do too i also know that lots of you exercise but if you're like me and my wife the the beloved sports gal you're sick and tired of ugly uncomfortable workout gear especially you know i do a lot of walking i walk around la i make calls i listen to podcasts here are two words that will change everything viore clothing a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at Viore.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, 
all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Rachel, let me ask you a question real quick. Let's say that Brian, oh, by the way, I haven't All forgotten right. about you my You got friend. a two-question, maybe three-question limit on the podcast. This is number two, and we are less than 10 minutes in. I'm just okay. telling you. Is that okay? Is it okay this for me to lot, ask a question now? Yes, okay. go ahead. This is number two. All right. This is number two. Number two question of the year on the podcast. <laughs> Let's say that Brian, okay, first of all, we haven't out here, we haven't forgotten about hashtag cool baby. We haven't forgotten about that. Um, but let's say that Brian was in a was in a um, he was in some gray sweatpants on your Twitter, right? And then you put you put him in some gray sweatpants, right? Okay. And then a bunch of women got on there and they was looking at Brian in the gray sweatpants and they was like, "Yo, I don't see no sausage in them gray sweatpants." Why? Why are we? Where's Would you <laughs> just listen? Listen. Would you feel it necessary? To go on to Twitter and then post a picture of Brian's Meat Johnson to prove to everyone on Twitter that he actually had sausage in his gray sweatpants. Would you feel the need to wait, do that? Wait, wait, Am I showing the actual sausage or am I just showing an imprint? You're showing the imprint is what, is what happened. Would you say, would, is, let's say they come out and they go, he ain't got no meat. He ain't got no kielbasa. No Colombian kielbasa. He ain't got it. Would you feel the need to come back? Like, there's nothing in those sweatpants. Would you feel the need to go back on there and show everybody that he was in fat packing? I don't know if I would feel the need to show them, but I would definitely feel the need to defend him. If okay. it was not a real representation, which it would not be, I would feel like that I would need to defend him. Okay. So this is what happened to uh, Robert Griffin III. If you guys do not know not who Robert Griffin the third is, the, no, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's exactly no, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. This is what happened to Robert Griffin the third. Robert Griffin the third, if you guys don't know, is a former Heisman Trophy winning. Well, it's not a former Heisman Trophy. He's a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. A Heisman Trophy winning quarterback from Baylor. Okay, he went on to have. He's in the middle of, I guess, an up and down NFL career. He's started had injuries. Off he's had injuries. Yeah, injuries. Right. And he is married to a white lady. She's second, hot. second time, second time, second time, Se- second time. He's he's two for two. Two for two. Two two marriages. Two for two. Okay. Two marriages. Two white ladies. Robert Griffin has a type. God bless him. Uh, I guess he posted a picture of his wife in a sundress, and the Twitter guys came out and was he said, "I love sundress season." And normally, sundress season is it's for that wobble, that thang thang, the thickness. Normally, for sundress season. And I guess people looked at it and they didn't see no wobble, no tang-tang, no thickness. And so they got on him and then he posted a video uh, with his wife's butt. She's bending over. She's doing squats. His wife it was a former track athlete. She went to Florida State, I think. Um, and then he said, come on, bro. Your wife is white, is what he tweeted in those little crazy letters that they use when you know, yeah, they're, they're like mocking somebody. Yeah. Um, so at first... When I saw it, I didn't see everything else that had happened before then, right? I, I didn't. I didn't know about the sundress. Yeah, so I didn't. But that—that's because I—I responded. I was like, "Yo, what the fuck does this mean?" Gotcha. Like, are you trying to say? Are you trying to say? Because what it looked like was it looked like he was saying, "Hey, my wife got that ass, and she's white. I'm not missing out on the experience of dating a black woman 
because I got asked too, as if black chicks is all about ass and not about a million other things, why they're so amazing. So I'm like, yo, what does this mean? I just asked and he's like, you know, people will come after my wife saying she ain't got no cakes. I'm just saying that white girls got cakes too. But Question. see, like, but see, okay. But see, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, this is for you. But in the example that you just gave, like I would be defending Brian as a man, not because he's not black. Like I wouldn't be like, oh, okay, my my um non-black husband, he's got he's slaying too. I wouldn't. That's not what I said. That's not what I would say. And that's not where the defense yeah. would come from. Okay, we got to work on your black voice. Number one, number two. I was imitating you uh, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number two. So look. So let's say that they did say that. Let's say that they said, "Oh, that's what you get for marrying a white guy. He ain't got no Colombian kielbasa." Would you come back and then say, no. "Yo, white dudes Columbia got that sausage too"? <laughs> like you would say, you would no, say, you come back. Would I don't you say like that? that? No, because I don't like that, and I think that's why people had an issue with what he was doing. I don't feel like I always have to defend myself because my husband's not black. And so I wouldn't do that. You know, like if you post a picture of him wrong, I would be like, uh, actually, like he's representing. I would say it. I wouldn't show it. And I wouldn't say because he's not black. So this is what he said. He says, I'm telling you, loving someone outside your race doesn't mean you hate your own. I'm telling you, being white don't mean you ain't got no cheeks. I love my people. I love my wife. And I'm proud of her business. So. That's what he should have just said the first time. Isn't it just a weird situation, though? He's, that, it was, it, oh, go, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's just a weird situation that, isn't it a little corny that he rushed to the internet to defend his wife's ass like that? It's like, you gotta, it's just like, I just can't imagine putting pictures of the butts on there to defend, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just weird. Do you know what it is? It's an insecurity. Because mm. he feels some type of way because he feels like people are constantly coming at him for his wives not being black. And so he right. felt the need. He This one, this go around, has a butt. So he feels yeah. like he wants to put that out on Front Street. That's all it is. He's coming from a place of insecurity. That's what mm. it is. It's Do a weird video, though. It's, it is a weird it's video. Weird. It's weird to put her out there. She was bending over. She it, it's just a weird thing and to like put up with your wife. And like he was doing something in the corner, and like the co the caption was weird. If these are the type of things we can expect from him when he moves into TV, I'm changing the channel. Look, let me ask you a deeper question here. Mm -hmm. As someone who's in the interracial category on Pornhub, uh. Do you feel it ever hard to be proud of your relationship? No. And maybe because mine, uh, the way we got together was in such a public way. It was mm -hmm. always everybody's business because we got engaged on national TV. So I don't feel that way. I don't feel like I have to prove anything. I don't feel like I have to prove or defend I don't feel like I have to defend my blackness unless somebody attacks me because I married somebody outside of my race. Cause I think that's just absolutely ridiculous, but I don't feel the need to do that with my relationship. I never have. Like I, I can't imagine recording myself or recording Brian just to prove to everybody that he's black adjacent. Right. Right. Do you think that we expect as black people, honest question that we expect people who are in interracial relationships to have a certain degree of shame about those relationships. Do we expect them to? 
so this is my thing. So let's say that Robert Griffin III, let's say this went exactly the way he says that it went. Okay. First of all, we're going to talk like we're going to have a separate conversation about feeling the need to parade your relationship out there to make a point on social media. That right there is weird. It's weird that he feels like, hey, I got to show the world that my wife got that ass. It's just kind of a weird place to be I'm at. Telling you. It's a weird place to be at. But I guess my question is this. If in fact he is proud of his wife's cakes. Which is fine. If, if in fact, do you think that part of this has to do with the fact that maybe, maybe we don't like to see people in interracial relationships be proud of their partners? No. We expect that there should be a little bit of shame that comes with dating outside of your race. You don't no. think that? I think that, and I and I saw somebody tweet kind of about this, and this is, and I and I share the same uh, thought when it comes to this. It's okay for you to be in an interracial relationship, and it's okay for you to be proud of your significant other, what other, whatever they may look like, even if they don't look like you. But when you're, which is what it looked like at first, that he was kind of like showing off this trophy, and like like I don't need black women because my white woman has black features or whatever it just looked weird then that's where it becomes a problem and that's how it came off initially because nobody saw the sundress thing i i i until this podcast had no idea about the sundress post which still doesn't make it okay the whole thing is just thrown off and weird but i don't think that there what did you say there should be any shame i don't think, yeah i don't think that well well what i'm saying is because and I'm not saying that either, but I'm saying if, in fact, he came out and he says, hey, I'm just parading the fact out there that I'm I'm proud of my white wife. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of the fact that she white, but she got cakes. Being white don't mean you ain't got no cakes and all of that. How many times it did seems, you just say white in that sentence? That's how he says. I mean, it's but white. That's the problem. This is white. This is what talking about. He's talking about a white woman. And, he's, wife is and, white. and he keeps comparing her to black women. And that's where it becomes an issue. Like he's com he's complimenting his wife, but comparing what she's got to black women. It all comes off all wrong. You know I'll what? Be honest with you. Stay in your lane. Just stay over if there, we, Robert. If we being real, if we being real, if we're super being real, we don't like it when black men fuck with white girls. If we're super being real, is that how you feel? No, I couldn't care less. Then why but are you like, saying we? Because I think there's a. I'm telling you that's when I say. When I say when I say I couldn't care less, I think that I don't care, but there is a cultural judgment that I feel like is still being made. It is when like black way, women feel like black men don't mess with them because they only want a white woman or an exotic looking woman woman. If you date everybody, great. But when we feel like you think you're putting us down to put your white trophy up, then we feel a certain way about it. But just in general, no. So do you feel like Robert Griffin III is in some way, do you feel like he was like propping up his white trophy? Is that what it felt like to you in this situation? That video standing alone, absolutely. When yeah. I saw his explanation before and then you tell me about the sundress, okay, like now he's on defense mode. I still think it wasn't right and I think it was weird. But that video standing alone looked exactly like that. Why just why are you just putting pictures of your wife's butt up there? Because he's to it's, to talk to the internet. There, there's Damn, a deeper Robert issue, right? Like we, we need to be questioning mm -hmm. why you would want to do. That. She's from is she is from Estonia. Is that oh, where's that Europe? 
That's it. Yeah, that's in Europe. Like, do they have that ass in Estonia? Let me look. Let me let, let me see real quick. Let me. Let, 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 I'm gonna Google this real quick. Can I just say um, this too? She's also what? squatting. Doesn't She's everybody squatting. have an ass when they're sticking their butt out and squatting? I don't know. You tell me. Is that is that a thing? I don't know. I mean, what does she look like standing straight up? I don't know. I, I've never looked at her ass like that before. I'm just saying, I, I, in the video, she's doing this, squats. She's Estonia squatting. You have asses. to stick your butt out and when you squat and flatten your back. So, ooh, so I, I, I just I randomly searched Estonia asses. All right. Well, I'm sure and, they're all going to be big when that's your search. Right, and it says on X videos that that they got some. Right, they got some big. They got some big. Wait, Estonian you're on a porn asses. site? No, I just searched I this in you Google. Said that's the first X. thing that popped up. I thought you said triple. No. No. Oh, okay. So no, I guess Estonian women. No, they don't. No, it's not. It's not. They don't, there's nothing about ass here. I just, I just got a Estonian threat assessment. I guess so. I guess there's nothing about it. I don't know. I don't know. I'll just look at the culture because you know they're different cultures. They have different things. But look, man, look. Uh, for me personally. I think that all of this has to do with RG3 and how he feels like people perceive him. He's been hearing this same thing. Remember when Rob Parker back in the day called him a cornball brother? He's been hearing this same thing uh, for years and years. And he's just sick of it. <laughs> Who calls him that? Just, Who calls him Rob, <laughs> Rob Parker back in the day got actually fired from ESPN. Because, <laughs> for that? <laughs> yeah. Like, you guys he probably remember, was talking day, about his hair. Remember he was like perfect. He had them twists. <laughs> Rob Parker said when they were talking about RG3, he was like, We have questions. Is he a brother or is he a cornball brother? And these are the questions that we have in the barbershop. And that's, that's what you're looking it up. Yeah, I'm telling you, this was a big thing. Rob Parker got fired off ESPN for for calling RG3 a cornball brother. And this was back in the day. I don't feel like Robert uh, uh, hey, RG3 is ever first really- and it was on first day. He called him a cornball brother. And I think that now that Robert Griffin III probably, probably like, you know what I'm saying? All kinds of crazy shit going through his head. People talk about his girl's ass. Look, you're watching it? Good, Carrie. How are you? Good, Carrie. How are you? Good, Carrie. How are you? He came in right complimenting Carrie, telling her how beautiful she is. Oh, this is too long. Okay, I can't listen to the whole thing now. It's too long. Right. It's funny. It's, it's funny. too long. It's funny. But I, and I think, you know, he's heard that for a long time. So now we're to the point to where he's posting his wife's butt on the internet. And coming at everyone. Come on, bro. Your wife is white. Anyway, you're proud. You're in a, in a relationship. Be proud of the cakes. Be proud of the kibasa. Be proud of everything. Um. So look, something else happened in culture and in sports. This was super fucking dumb. You laughing at the cornball brother thing. I wanted to come on the podcast. <laughs> you want you want Robert Griffin III to come on? No, Rob Parker. Oh, I would love to have Rob Parker on. I tweeted free Rob Parker after this. <laughs> Like, because that man lost his job for saying that Robert Griffin the third is a cornball brother, and that was a very cornball thing of RG three to do. Oh um, man! Okay, okay, okay. 
Sorry. All right. So <laughs> we got to get serious. This is a very serious story. Uh, California high school basketball coach was fired after players threw tortillas at a rival team. This happened down in San Diego. Uh, the district voted Tuesday night to fire coach D- J.D. LaPerry of Coronado High after tortillas were hurled at a team from a mostly Latino school. There had been a squabble between the coaching staff from both schools uh, after mostly white Coronado beat visiting Orange Glen High School of Escondido 60-57 to in overtime in the division championship game. Witnesses alleged that LaPerry shouted expletives at the Orange Glen coach saying, get your kids and get the blank out of here. Um, and then he said he, and then after that, apparently he had his kids throw tortillas at the other team. He said it was unacceptable and racist in nature. He tweeted an apology saying that what he did was unacceptable and racist in nature. Uh, so um, my question to you is this. How in the fuck does something like this happen? This guy isn't just a racist. He's the stupidest fucking racist. He must have been trying. He was that this was his way of quitting, right? No. How, I wonder how in the world does he think something like that is gonna fly? Remember how he used to be like this? Or this? Yeah. Because he's white? Because he's white. It's a, these people think that they are untouchable. He really thought what he was doing was funny. He thought that the people, because what you, what you didn't say is that the school that threw the tortillas, it was a prom, predominantly white school. And they threw them yeah. at a predominantly Latino school. So he thought he could get away with it. He thought his people would laugh at it, or maybe they would just be like, it was a bad joke. He'd keep his job. I'm telling you, it never entered this man's mind that he would be fired. That's privilege. That's entitlement. It, it, you can call it stupidity, but this is privilege at its finest. And what makes this even worse is that it's not like they threw shoes or chairs or socks, something that was in reach on the court. They had to bring those tortillas. You know what I'm saying? This was planned out. It was intentional. At some point in the game, they were going to reach in their bag and pull out the tortillas that they bought, made, whatever, at this game. They thought to do this. That's what makes it even worse. It's a premeditated tortillaing. Yeah, drive-by tortillaing. Remember that from Mrs. Doubtfire? It was a it was a drive by fruiting, it was a premeditated tortilla. <laughs> you get more you get more time for that type of tortilla when it's premeditated. If it was like an act of passion tortilla, like you just had a tortilla. Let me ask you a question though, because you said this came from a mostly white school. Coronado. Coronado. Let's say that these were two Latino schools that were going back and forth playing a basketball game. One team lost, and then the other team threw tortillas at them would this be the same way it would definitely be inappropriate and disrespectful is it racist i think that it's a delicious treat i don't think it's racist it is what i think no because i'll be honest with you i I play high school basketball i was solid we know and so if if you go play high school basketball (laughs) and you go shout to glenn you go if you go play high school basketball and you're playing like at catholic high and they they throw a bunch of Popeyes chicken at you, that would be one thing. But if you like playing Glen Oaks, and they they tossing Popeyes chicken at you, you might grab a leg 
and be like, I appreciate y'all. You know, I need a little bit. Uh, we won and we get a meal. Uh, we don't. <laughs> like my, my thing is this, not only should this guy be fired, he really shouldn't work with the kids again. I, and this true. is the problem. In all, in all seriousness, you, you have people like this. Um, and I'm not saying that this man shouldn't, shouldn't be able to have a job again. All right. Obviously he's got to work, got to, got to make a living, but, the responsibility of working with and shaping the minds of children and impressionable young teenagers has to be taken seriously. Right. Mm -hmm. And in a situation where someone's going to foster this type of attitude within the kids is going to put them up to something like this is going to encourage and inject this type of shit into them. This is what builds the next generation of race soldiers. These kids then take these attitudes to college then they take them out of college and take them into the workplace. I'm not making this one guy responsible for racism everywhere. I'm not making him responsible for racism in San Diego or even racism at that school. But what I'm telling you is that we are fighting a, a battle every day so that these kids won't be the same pieces of shit that we are. And it's a serious thing, man. We want them to be better. Yeah. And if they're going to be better, then we got to be better. And so I think the consequences in this situation were very apt that he was fired. I don't normally like to, for people to lose their jobs. I know me and you are different on that, but like it, it like, it, right. It, like I don't normally like for people to lose their jobs, but it, in this situation, I think it was apt. And I don't think this is the type of person that we want working around kids anymore. I really don't think so. I don't. Um, I'm going to ask you a broad question. What did you here. say? Oh, oops. You blew up the batch. <laughs> She's reading it. Oh, was that in the hotel room? No, it was on the st the stands. I was walking. It was like plaster. Like um, right, oops, I on the way the out bathroom, when I was walking. Sorry, what'd you say? Um, those were also high school kids. I just want to add this. So in addition to the coach, I hope that there was some punishment that was given to those kids too. Because those kids are old enough to know better and to do better. And they absolutely should not have thrown those tortillas, not even made them, brought them to the game. However, they were distributed. They should have been, they're old enough to know not to do that. I hope that they got in trouble as well. Suspended, maybe can't play basketball for whatever. That's what should have happened in that as well. Because they need to learn. Wait a minute, that. wait a minute, uh -huh. wait a minute. All that wait a cannot minute. be put no. on the coach. No, no, no it cannot. No, 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 no. Really? They should be responsible for their actions? Can't do that, Rachel. Okay. Can't do that. Okay. Can't do that. Are you serious? They're, they're kids. If your kid, told, you if your kid told, no, him as well, obviously. But if your coach told you to throw tortillas, would you do it in high school, Van? I, in high I, school, I like to. I like to think that I wouldn't. I like to think that I wouldn't. But at the same time, the coach wields such an enormous amount of power I'm not over saying you. That they at that particular time, man. I'm not like, saying that that he doesn't. I'm just saying, man. You know, it's unfair to hold the 15, 16, wow. and 17 year old kids. No, I, I'm always with that. That's old. That is I'm, an adult in I'm some states. I'm always with that. Well, but why, if the coach told them to do it, then why would we so then come the back and told punish them? them? To do, you know what I mean? Like, you go, it's that argument. No, there should be some type of like punishment for those kids. Everybody who brought tortillas, who picked it up. And threw it I don't at know. those By the poor way, kids. We should say, I don't know where they got There's the tortillas from. There's got to be some they, type they, of responsibility. They have to be accountable for what they did. They're old enough they, for that. I, I I get it, but the coach told them to do it. Coach you have gets to hold fired. The they don't, it's not like they can never play basketball, but they should at least be you know, suspended, detention, whatever you're giving kids. 
community service in a Latino neighborhood? Latino neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Community service in a Latino neighborhood for them. Coach loses his job. Uh, look, <laughs> I don't think the kids should, should, should have to. Clearly. I, don't, I think the coach, I think the adults. So I have a story to tell and it's very interesting. They always are. So Charlemagne has an assistant. Her name is Paige. She's very nice. She's one of the best. She's a very nice girl. Paige would always tell us about this guy that she was seeing. She had seen him for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would talk, but nothing would ever happen. Like in person or just on the phone? They would talk. This is this is years. No, in person. They had known okay. each other for a long time. Okay. And nothing would ever happen. This was years going back that nothing would ever happen. Nothing would go down. Okay. And uh, she's asking me, I wonder if this guy likes me. I'm not sure whether or not the dude likes me or whatever. This is years and years. This was like a running joke with all of us. Everybody that would go on vacation together. It's like going on like 2015, 2016, 2017. It's like, hey, hey, I'm hanging out with him again. I'm hanging out with him again. Me and him are still a thing. Like, it's finally going to happen. It's whatever, whatever. Were they in a relationship? Kind of. Okay. Um, but it it was more kind of like a situation ship because she never really knew where she stood with him because uh he would never make a move on her. And she mm. would always try. Um and this guy back in the day when we were talking about this, at that time, he was playing for the Cleveland Browns. So she would always go to Ohio to like be around him and to hang out with him. This guy, all of this time, we all knew him by the name Carl. <laughs> years and years and years, Paige was in love with Carl Nassim, the guy who just came out a couple of days ago as the first Atom K player in the NFL. Years and years. Years and years. But like, Paige, why would you subject yourself to that type of relationship when you, for years, and, and he never tried anything with you? I'm not saying that that's what she should think what it was. I'm I'm more so saying she should have just left and found somebody who's given her what she it's wanted. It's just the, big, it's just the biggest coincidence. Remember it's you just were the saying you didn't know who he was? Remember when I, we were talking I, about it? It's so wild. It was so wild. I was like, I have no idea who this, I've never heard of this guy before. Bullshit. Even Kalika was like, oh, my God. Don't you know? Like, the whole time. Have the you talked whole... to Paige? I did. I talked to her briefly yesterday, of course. Is she you know. okay? I mean, yeah. She, I, what, what she got to be okay about? Because she dedicated, apparently, years of her life to this guy, and the whole time he wasn't into her. I think I would be... He was, I keeping, think... it real. He was, keeping, he was keeping it real with himself. Well, not really, because he was making her think that they had something as well. Not really. No, nah, I mean they—they they were, like it, he didn't uh, shut not, it not, down. Uh, they were. She thought. I just asked you, did she? Were they together? And you were like, yeah, kind of. There was a situation ship, but it never really. We would all. We would all be like, yo, move on. Now I feel. I feel for Paige and that her feelings might be hurt. That's why I'm asking. You know what I mean? If she's okay. I, I, like, but but like I don't think that he. Did you feel like in a situation like that? Let me ask you this. In a situation like that, do you feel like the guy owes it to the girl to be like, 
hey, I'm not into girls. While he was still struggling with his sexuality or at once he comes out? I, I don't I don't know. I mean, why? No, why, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he oh, I don't think he should have to be like, hey, just to let you know, I'm I not never uh, said it's that. not a thing. I never said I that. I said, is right. she OK? Because I think that if I was really into someone and I had dedicated years to them and exclusively to them. And then I found out that they weren't ever really into me. I think I would be my feelings would be a little hurt. It would be a little shocking mm. to me. So that's why I'm legitimately asking, like, how have you talked to Paige? How's Paige? By the way, it, it looks like Carl Nassip is a little MAGA. People were looking into his shit. Is he MAGA or right. is he just conservative? There's conservative, a There is a difference. You're right. But basically, he's not MAGA, but he's just conservative. And now people are wondering if it, it, the people are wondering if they can be supportive of him. Such a weird place. That's so stupid. Y'all support what he did was brave. That is so stupid. (laughs) But I'll I'll tell you, like, uh, there are people in this situation who feel like burned by, say, like a Caitlyn Jenner, right? Well, Caitlyn's on a whole nother level. Well, Caitlyn Jenner, very brave to do what Caitlyn Jenner did. Caitlyn Jenner came out, and it was mostly people on the left that were like, "Yeah, Caitlyn, go, Caitlyn, go." And then Kaylin is just, I understand that she's always been conservative, but Caitlin is like a goddamn uber, uber, uber <laughs> conservative. And it's just, and it, and it almost to like a suffocating MAGA type way. So a lot of people feel like well, they and feel Caitlin's burned by that. transgender yet doesn't really support transgender rights in, in, Which in is several odd. ways. So she's like on a, a whole other thing. Like it's it's conservative, but it's like she almost is it's like, but you're transgender. Why are you not representing for the community? She's yeah. It's a whole other thing. So so this is very interesting. Tiffany Haddish has backed up Monique. Uh I'm shocked. Some weeks ago. So we some weeks ago, Monique said <laughs> you can't wear a bonnet <laughs> out. If you want to be respectful as a black queen and Tiffany Haddish says she agrees. She says now some people be wearing things that I don't think they should be wearing. Monique was talking about the bonnets in the airport and all of that stuff. And I agree with her on that. Uh, she told this to her, hello, beautiful. She says you spend all this money for an airline ticket. You might as well get dressed up because you never know. I was always caught, taught to look, to make sure your drawers are clean and you look decent, especially when you're moving and traveling around because if something happens to you, when they got to cut your clothes off, you want to be decent. It's about respecting yourself. So I want to, I want to, I want to pick that apart a little bit. Yeah. All right. Um, shout out to Tiff. Tiff, no, I love her, but it, I want to pick this apart a little bit. Please do. Number, number one, my opinion on what women should look like when they leave the house is it does just doesn't matter. That's for women to 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 make up in their own minds. I don't have it. I think you can leave the house however you want. I leave the house however I want to leave the house. And I don't give a fuck. And so I <laughs> like I just so I, I think that everyone should feel that way. If you're comfortable um and you look the way you want to look, leave the house. Go do your thing. But I'll leave that for black ladies, you know, Rachel, I'm sure we we've already talked about this to to kind of make up for themselves, but I do want to talk about one thing that Tiffany had said here real quick. And I'm I want sure to make it's the sure same that, thing I want to point out that that everyone listening to this understands this. So Tiffany Haddish says this, and this is something I've heard before. Okay, I was always taught to make sure your drawers are clean and you look decent, especially when you're moving and traveling around, because if something happens to you 
when they have to cut your clothes off, you want to be decent. It's about respecting yourself. So I'm going to read it one more time. Just one more time so you guys can hear this. I was always taught to make sure your drawers are clean and that you look decent, especially when you're moving around and traveling because if something happens to you, when they cut your clothes off, you want to be decent. Okay. Think about that. I 1,000% was told that. Like 1,000%. Got no clean drawers on. What if you get hit by a car? <laughs> yeah. You get hit by a car, they, 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 they take your clothes off of you. You ain't got no clean drawers on. Same. Then what? What if you get shot and they got to do something? What if you, whatever. Consider that. Think about how fucking crazy that is. As a kid, you're told, wear clean draws in case you die. In case you get mowed over by a car, shot by an assailant, beat up, robbed, and you're laying there. Your last bit of respect will be about what you have on your body. And if you're in shitty draws, they're going to think you a shitty person. Never mind the fact that you're fighting for your life to the point that they have to cut your clothes off of you. Never mind for the fact that you're taught that your last act as a human being, what you owe to society in the moment that you're going through that is decency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Before you get out of here, show everybody that you're clean. I'm not overdoing this. I'm not like getting on a soapbox. I just want people to understand sometimes the stakes that are involved with being black or the stakes that are involved in like that we put on ourselves in the community. Hey, make sure you got clean draws on. If you get ran over by a car, you don't want to end up with, with showing the paramedics your shitty draws or whatever, whatever it is. Just think about that. And your parents, my parents used to tell me that and then I would leave the house thinking, okay, well, I could die today. As a kid, I could get shot. I get hit by a car. And in the case that that happens, at least let me go out with some dignity and <laughs> be decent. <laughs> My parents used to not, tell me that too, though. I'm, I'm saying not like wear clean drawers so that you don't get a rash in your asshole. Wear clean drawers so that your balls are nice and shady. You don't get chafing. Wear clean drawers for all kinds of reasons. Wear clean, even why can't we have a positive reason to wear clean drawers? You know, what I'm gonna tell my kids, wear, wear some clean drawers. You know why? In case you're about to get some ass. You never know. Great, great talk. You never dad. know when you great talk. You, you never you, know when you're gonna get some ass. You are your daddy. Okay. That's yeah, you never know. I'm gonna tell both of them. I'm gonna tell both of them. The no, no, girls no. and boys. I'm not yeah. differentiating the child. I'm yeah. saying this is what something your dad would say. I'm gonna use positive reinforcement. I'm not going to use negative shit like what if you get hit by a car shot in your face? What if you about to get some ass? Okay. What if you're about to go swimming and you decide something nice and life affirming? Why we got to always use death to have clean draws and death to have, what if you try to scare you into into wearing clean clothes? I don't know. My parents used to tell me the exact same thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I get what you're saying on that. And all of that is true. I just was shocked to hear Tiffany Haddish say this. 
I mean, even in, in and I and I wish I would have pulled it out, but there's even one point where she says, well, I mean, I even run out of the house looking crazy sometimes. So I just was like shocked that this came from her, especially because she just seems to be a person to like own who you are and that's it and be confident in what you are and not having to worry about like, being dressed a certain way because of what people are going to think. And I didn't like the fact that I don't like equating wearing a bonnet to the clean draws thing. I don't like that comparison because you stop making it seem like because you wear a bonnet on your head because I'm trying to protect my hair for when I land or for the next location that that means I'm dirty. I don't like that comparison. And I don't think that we should make that make people believe that that's what people think about you. And if they do think about that about you, then let's change the narrative on that. If I have a scarf on my head because I want to protect my hair, I want to keep, lay it flat. I got it wrapped up. And when I land, I want it to be fresh. And I don't want to mess my hair up on the flight because I may fall asleep and I may mess up the curls or mess up how straight it is. I have the right to do that. And that doesn't mean that I'm a dirty person. I don't like that we keep putting that out there like that. I was surprised to take care of this one Tiffany. And be honest with you, like for me, to be real with you, when I'm in the airport, that's like the airport is the beginning of my hotel room. I don't give a fuck what I look like. I don't either. I just the airport. I've never. It's so the airport is like the airport is the beginning of my hotel room, and the airplane is my bedroom. I'm about to do everything I can on the plane to get completely comfortable because we're in a gigantic steel tube flying at 35,000 feet. Exactly. I'm not about to be I'm not, I'm not about to be up there nervous flying around in the sky and then have to worry about what y'all think about me. Man, you better get these warm-ups. Get this Deadpool shirt. Get these toes. I'm going to bring the toes out. You wear flip-flops? The toes are coming out. You wear flip-flops? Flip-flops every time I go to the airport. Flip-flops. Flippies. I don't like Flip-flops. to have my feet out like that. Yeah, well, I wear socks because I'm, I'm a Negro like that. You wear socks, socks with sandals. the flip flops. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, there's no, no, no. Are you wearing sandals? Or are you wearing socks? And this thing is going in between your toes. No, 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 no. That's no, a no. flip flop. I'm wearing. I okay, hate I'm wearing sandals. When people wear I'm wearing socks sandals. and flip flops, <laughs> they look like sandals. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I hate that. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. 
but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Um, have you seen this trailer for this new movie, Karen? Have you? Did you watch it? Okay, I've been trying to get you to talk about this on the for podcast. Real? I put it in the rundown on Monday. People are mad about this. Right. People are mad. Yeah, so here's the thing. Karen is a racist white woman just... who makes it her mission to make life truly uncomfortable for the new upscale black family that's moved to her next door in an Atlanta suburb. Karen's neighbors Atlanta. are community activist Malik and his wife Imani. They, they double down with them. They play in every stereotype. We'll have to go through hell and back to deal with Karen's increasingly unhinged behavior. This is coming on BET. Um... And they're saying this to Jordan Peele. What's the big deal? Like, was like, why is everybody upset about the movie? I watched the trailer. It looks fucking stupid, but who cares? Like, what's the big deal? I thought, and please correct me if I'm wrong. Wait, Jordan Peele's not behind it, right? No. Yeah. No. So they were saying that it was like Get it's a Jordan Peele rip ripoff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why people were upset. I just found it funny. I think it's a little ridiculous. This isn't something that I want to watch. Talk about playing into every stereotype. We get that. I get that there are Karens out there, but really a horror movie, a horror movie on a Karen. I'd much, I want to see that shit. I'd rather watch the Blackula movie. Let, let me tell you something. All the Thought Warriors right now over R on R Thought Warriors, we're going to do <laughs> a Karen screening here in Los Angeles. We're going to have a screening wow. of the movie, Karen. Yes, we will. I'm promising you guys right now, if anybody wants to come to L.A. or if anybody that is in L.A. that is a thought warrior, I'm going to put together a screening of the movie Karen with snacks and getting together and having a good time. How are you going to okay? do Where are you going to do this? Don't matter. Anybody out there that's listening to the podcast right now that knows how to plan shit like this, help me out. <laughs> this is going to be our first hot. It's, it's, it's called an HLH. It's a higher learning hang is what we're going to happen. You know who's going to be there? Kalika's going to be there. You know who's going to be there? Bozeman's going to be there. You know, we're, we're going to be there. We're going to intro the movie. We're going to do a Karen watch party. Because this is exactly the kind of dumbass movie that we could all get together as 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 higher learning family. If you look, anybody that hears this, if you want to be down on planning this, if you want to get the higher learning hang together for the Karen movie, Taryn Manning, we can do that. It's going to be funny. Popcorn, we have wine, we have drinks, we have chocolate, we have Bozeman. Bozeman's going to run around. I'm going to put him in a little tie and a tuxedo. He's going to be able to do his thing. Copper's going to be there. Don't you bring Copper, Copper Bozeman, to that. Y'all have fun. Don't put us there. You're not coming? <laughs> wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because I'll rent out some shit to do this, by the way. You're not, you're, not, you're not coming to this? If you do this, we have to come. You're doing it, not me. Of no. course I'm going to come. I'm not going to miss the first. After the way you just promoted it, higher learning hang. Higher, I'm not going to miss that. The first higher. We're going to do this a couple of times. A higher learning hang. All right. Forget about the live shows. Whatever. This is free and everybody come. It's on me. Oh, I'll great. buy all the snacks. I'll I want to see this movie, but I don't want to watch it by myself. When does it come out? No one. I don't know. 
So we'll have to figure all of that out. No one watches this movie until we have the higher learning hang. Okay. I don't think that'll be hard. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you. We might, we might actually be able to get BET. We might be able to get BET to pay for this. We might be able to get BET Go to pay ahead, for this then, higher man. learning hang. Tell me. It's gonna be great. Um, okay. Uh Newark Mayor Roz Baraka is replacing Christopher Columbus with Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. Uh the Christopher Columbus statue. Uh, in Newark, New Jersey, was removed from a national park last year. Ross Baraka says uh, that they have a Harriet Tubman monument that they are going to replace it with. Obviously, a lot of people are super duper pissed off about this. My question to you, Rachel, it's not about this very specifically. Is we talked a little bit about Columbus last year, last podcast. In your opinion, does Christopher Columbus have any place? any place in the wider American consciousness? Like, do you have a problem with there being Columbus statues? Do you have a problem with there being any any way to commemorate Christopher Columbus? Do you think in any way Christopher Columbus has a place in the American consciousness? Well, I mean, I think he has a place in it in recognizing who he is, but if you recognize who he is and what he's done, then you have to recognize all of it. And if we're tearing down statues of people who are or generals in the confederacy then we should also be tearing down somebody who was terrorizing people when he came onto this land i mean if you put up statues of people to memorialize great things that they did to honor them why would we honor somebody like christopher columbus i'm not saying that he doesn't have a place in history to recognize him that doesn't mean that we have to honor him Hmm. yeah i guess the counter argument to that would be that uh, many people still credit Christopher Columbus, even if it was by accident, by stumbling upon an America that already had a bunch of people living here and then discovering it. So I, I guess that would be the thing. Um, and if you look at historical accomplishments in a vacuum, that perhaps what happened in 1492 does deserve some commemoration. Put it in a history somewhere. book. Put it in a history Put book. Put it in a museum. Put it in a museum. There you go. Put it in a museum where it belongs. You know what I'm saying? Drive by that shit. But I'll tell you one thing. It for is this is not as much about Christopher Columbus as it is about Harriet Tubman. It's so weird to me that people who are straight up and down American heroes, like Harriet Tubman, Harriet Tubman should have a one hundred percent approval rating in America. Right. Like straight up and down American right. hero, like save people from slavery. Exactly. Save people from slavery. It's like save people from slavery. I couldn't be one of Harriet Tubman's relatives. I, if I was, if I knew that I was descendant on the line of Tubman, of all that great, these motherfuckers wouldn't be able to tell me shit. So what, your daddy work at the bank? I don't give a fuck. I don't care where your daddy worked. Do you know who my great great grandmother was? It was Harriet Tubman. So let you know. Your broke-ass daddy wow. wouldn't even be alive right now <laughs> wow. if Harriet wouldn't have scooped up your great-great-grandmama <laughs> and let him in the... T- t- I, I tell you, bro, like, it's so weird to me what in the, like how brave and sensational of a woman Harriet Tubman was. And America is just now getting to the point to where we're putting up an actual Moses-slash-Jesus figure. Mm. Like we have that. That's one of ours. Yeah. Do people understand sometimes what this 
thing of white supremacy does. Harriet Tubman is homegrown American. That's one of ours. That's an American great. Yeah. Why? It's crazy. Christopher Columbus from fucking Italy. He's Italian. Nothing wrong with Italian, by the way. You like it? What's your favorite Italian food? Pasta. Pasta. I think pasta is actually from China. I'm not sure about it. I feel like I read something that like pasta actually came from the Far East. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, how to learn to hang? Let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right. Uh, look, this is the reality. People are fucking up every day. All right. What do you, what do you say? What do you say about what do you, you read about yes, pasta? Noodles, noodles. They come from Asia. The way it reached Europe <laughs> is unclear. Well, they need to remove that off the menu at the Italian restaurants and put it where it's supposed mm-hmm. to be. Here, here's the deal. Uh, a lot of this stuff is due to, like I keep telling you about the Colombian exchange, the homogenization of the of the Western world. There's all of this stuff that goes around that you need corn to make, that you need all of this other stuff to make, but they didn't have these things until this type of trade started happening and until we started going to other places that had other stuff that we could get it from. You know what I mean? Yeah. All of this tobacco and all of that stuff like that didn't have it until after then. I got uh, five okay. minutes. All right, Rachel. You're out of here. You got to go real quick. I want to, um, I'm going to do mailbag by myself, by the way, um, because what? it's my fault. I'm going to do mailbag by myself. I'm going to do mailbag alone. I'm going to do mailbag alone. Wow. Yeah, Y'all see I'm what's so, happening um, here? Do you see what's I'm happening to this alone. podcast? He purposely alone. did this. He's 30 uh, minutes late to the podcast. And then he, he, <laughs> I have to go, but he's going to stay. Go ahead then, Van. Do you I'm going to do mailbag alone. But this is what I want to ask you before you leave. Uh, so a Seattle Pride Parade. Okay. Uh, it's charging white people. They're trying to get our reparations back. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. <laughs> it's funny. Very funny. So there's an event that's happening this Saturday at Jimi Hendrix Park. It's being hosted for black and brown members of the LGBT community. It's for black and brown members of the LGBT community. All are free to attend. Black, brown, queer, trans-centered, prioritized, valued event. White allies and accomplices, welcome to attend, but will be charged 10 to $50 for a reparations fee that will be used to keep this event free of cost for black and brown trans and queer community members. So it's an event for the black LGBTQ people. 
of Seattle. You can come if you're white, but you have to pay. Rachel, is this fair? Get your reparations how you can. You know what I mean? Even if that's hosting an event and charging people for it. I mean, listen, maybe this isn't the event to do this at, right? It's a pride event where it's all about the LGBTQ plus community. Um, You have black and brown people putting it on. Yes, I understand. But isn't it about just garnering support for that and to celebrate pride? I don't think this is the place to be charging folks for that. That's just my opinion. If it's about if it's about support, come off that fifty dollars. Listen, if you want to attend I, and pay fifty, great. I just don't know. I just I think the message gets a little bit lost with this one. But can I? Does it though? Look, here's the thing. I understand if you think this is unfair and you don't want to go, right? I I get it. But does the message get lost? It's like not the place to make this point. Well, where's the place to make the point then? Well, I mean, we reparations on a bigger scale is a conversation for another day. But like, just to be like, at this Pride event, we're going to charge white folks $50 for reparations. Charge them. I, like, that's reparations? That's how you want to get your reparations? I don't know. It just seems like. You just, descend, you just, you just came into black. You just did black voice again, by the way. And you can't no, say I'm that. I'm not point. doing black voice. You Stop. just did black I'm not voice. Doing black voice. I am These black. white people. I am black. White people. White people are charging us. You get angry no, black voice. I am, wow. I am black. So Whoa. my so I always have a black voice. Thank you for taking that away from me. So who am I all the other days? Who am I, Van? I don't know. Exactly. Don't know, like, you better calm that down. Uh, I was so, always Denise. <laughs> I was always Denise. Hell no, nigga. Wow. You definitely oh, Vanessa. Wow. Vanessa? You are definitely Vanessa. How am I I Vanessa? You're super Vanessa Huxtable. Stop saying that and tell me how. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Why would you be Denise Huxtable? In my family, I was the Denise. But don't, no, no, don't ask me a question with a question. You call me Vanessa. Why? Okay, because Vanessa is the grounded the the what the, didn't Vanessa the isn't she the one who randomly got married on her own to the older man and the parents didn't approve? You don't remember that part late in the later years? That's like later. No, that's matter. Denise. No, that's that Denise. wasn't. Denise married the general. Ven- believe. Please don't challenge me on Cosby trivia. Wait, I well, lived well, here's it. the thing though. Denise Denise was a hippie that went to a black college that did all of this stuff who went up. I don't, you're not the hippie type. She went to you're a black definitely Vanessa. In my family, I'm definitely the one who goes off the beaten path. Believe me. In right, my family, in my because family. You stay up, because you stay up past 930 yeah, Van, and that's you don't me. rest on Sunday. That's me. That's exactly why. You got me. Look, okay. Rachel's got to go. Listen, here's the thing. I don't really see a problem with this. I think reparations come in many forms and fashions. And I think that sometimes if you, if you can, if you think that you're an ally, you consider yourself an ally. Sometimes it, an ally is not just about what you show up with. It's what about what you buy. $50 ain't going to kill nobody. This organization needs the help of people who have a bigger economic base to support themselves. So they're saying, Hey, you're white. You might have a little bit more money pay. Now for everybody out there that's white because that doesn't have a lens. Not all white people are rich. I understand how they could feel a little bit unfair, but guess what? Welcome to our world. Okay. (laughs) All right.
As a matter of fact, I'm going to donate $100 to that organization so two white people go for free. I'm going to send 100 bucks down there right now so two white people, that's going to pay for a Brock and a Brenda. Uh, a you guys, a you guys, yeah, y'all go, you go, a Brock and a Barbie. Barbie's better. A Brock and a Barbie. Y'all go for free. Man, got two of y'all. All right. You out, Rach? I'm out. All right. Bye. And don't let this happen again. Don't, don't be 30 <laughs> minutes late and then take the rest of the podcast to yourself. R right. slash Thought Warriors, I want y'all to complain about this. Yes, it, it was my fault. It was definitely my fault. All right. It was definitely my fault. All right. Bye, All right. Rachel. Bye, guys. All right, guys. Uh, the reality is this. Rachel is right. I had a meeting that ran over, so I came late, and she had to bust out from the podcast. So we're, But look, I, I don't want to keep pushing mailbag time uh, to, the, to the end, all right, to, to the next thing. So we're going to do a couple of mailbag questions, and this is what we're going to do in the mailbag questions. I'm going to answer for myself, and then I'm also going to answer in how I think Rachel would answer. Okay, so that's go. That's going to be the mailbag. All right, cue the song. Do it now, Donnie. Mailbag time. Time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them. Oh, it's mailbag time. Write us with your queries and we'll chime in. All right, we ready? All right, Donnie, first question. Mailbag time. Let's get it. Let's go. Let's do it. All right, from Angela Bucklew. If you could go back in time and see any artist in concert, when slash who would it be? I would like to see Prince in the 1984. That would be the artist that I would like to see. Okay. I think that I just, it just seemed like a whole wave, you know, Prince in 1984. It's all androgynous. People are going crazy. You know, they're turning up. They're doing their thing. They're shaking their shoulders back and forth. They're jumping around. They got glitter popping out of their noses and everything like that. It was rainbows. Uh, I want to go see Prince. I want to smell the purple. I'm so upset I never got to see Prince in in uh in in concert. And I would like to see him in his prime back then when it was popping. You know, he had a great long career, but he was like the thing, the thing of the thing in the 80s. All right. So now I'm gonna answer this Rachel. For me, I would like to go back to 1996 and see the Backstreet Boys. I think that Nick Carter is dreamy. And he is the only thing that is better than Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter is the best, but if he has to be the second best, it would be Nick Carter. And I would like to pile into a van, me, my mom, the judge, drive all the way to Orlando. This is pre, um, I want it that way. Cause I don't like them when they sold out. I like them when they were pure. We pile into the van. We sing old Negro spirituals all the way to Orlando and we get there and then boom, it's Nick Carter. It's Howie. And they're right there on his Brian Luttrell. I love them so much. Okay. Quit playing games with my heart. With my heart. Come on, man. That was the joint. You know you love that. Okay. Ah, Rachel, you crazy. All right. Next. Next. Let's go to the next one. Come on. Quick. From Vanessa quick, M. Quick, quick. Quick. Vanessa M says, what is one thing you wish you were better at? Um, One thing. I wish I was better at music. I have no musical talent whatsoever. I can come up with songs off the top, but I actually tried to like make songs and I couldn't understand. I can't do it. Like I don't have the musical stuff that I need. You know what I mean? Uh, like I wish, I wish I had better musical stuff. 
You know, I wish I see guys that are making songs and doing all of that. I really look at it like I wish that I was better at it. Now, now as Rachel, I wish I was better at understanding the black experience. I was raised in such a way where I felt disconnected. I felt alone. I felt by myself when it comes to understanding what our people go through. And it was only about four years ago where I really understood that. And I wish that I could get a better understanding of it, but God damn it, I'm making so much money that it's hard. I'm coast to coast, left to right, getting bags. I get a bag of extra. I get a bag from the ringer. I'm getting bags all over Instagram and it's hard to relate to these niggas. All right, next question. Come on, this is the last one. All right, uh, Kayla says, would you rather wear the same outfit for the rest of your life clean or only be able to wear dirty clothes? Unlimited. Kayla, this is a stupid question. Uh, Kayla, I I love you to death, Kayla, but you're going to get the stupid question mailbag award. Um, I'm not going to wear dirty clothes, Kayla. All right. Um, I'm not going to wear dirty clothes. I'm not going to wear them. You know, if I have to wear, I don't care about wearing different clothes. Like when I was in high school and other kids went to schools that had uniforms, I personally, I personally wanted to go to their school. Because to me, having a uniform would make high school like 30% easier. One of the biggest things that I fretted about in high school was like, what I'm going to wear? I had a rotation of three jeans and I had to make it creative. You know what I'm saying? And so for me personally, I could if we was wearing the same thing every day, that's dope to me. That's the way I want to go. That's the, that's the world I want to live in. But, I, but it's got to be clean. You know what I mean? I don't want to wear dirty clothes. Now it's Rachel's turn. Uh, I could never wear the same outfit for the rest of my life because I'm fabulous. You can't see me right now, but I have Manolo Blahnik shoes on. The Manolos. And dirty or clean, I'm still slaying these hoes. I'm going to be honest with you. My wardrobe is so varied. I have a different outfit for every single representative element on the periodic table. And then I mix them up. I mix up everything A to Z, Y to A. I do my thing. And I could never dress like one of you peasants. I don't understand you guys. You guys want to wear the same thing every day. I got to express myself. Have you seen me? God damn it. I just went to Vegas. With a bunch of white people. And I was killing it. Ask me these questions, Kayla, about whether or not I would want to dress like you. I got to dress like myself. I'm Rachel Lindsay. I'm the bachelorette. All right. Um, that's it. That's that's enough. That's enough of that. The, appreciate your mailbag questions. I answered as myself. I answered as Rachel. I gave like a, a very uh, what I feel like was the right answers. That from Rachel's side of things. Um, so there you go. Boom. Do with you with it what you will. Uh Donnie, do you have an unexpected ally of the week? Uh I do not, to be honest with you. Okay, break out. Break out. So this is my unexpected ally of the week. Uh former foster child Kaylee Thompson, Kaylee Thomas, 
who raises money to put together hair care baskets for young black girls in the system. Somebody sent this to me. Her name is Maya on Instagram. She was like, if you need any, like, if you need help with an expected ally of the week, this is the type of stuff I'm talking about. Um, so Kaylee is only 17, 17. She's giving back huge, huge, huge. She's making sure that young black girls in the system are able to feel beautiful about themselves. We don't talk about, we talk about all the things that one needs, but we don't talk about people not getting the things that they want. Very important. So we talk about people not getting the things that they need, but what about when they don't get the things that they want? I'm not talking about extravagant wants. I'm talking about the want to look beautiful, to feel good, to know that you're at your best. That's another basic human thing that gets taken away from people when they're a part of the system. And when I look at someone like that, who's thinking about not just what people need, but what they want, how can we help people get to what they want? That's a big deal. The need part is very, very important. Food, shelter, clothing, water. But what about just the want to look good, the want to be confident, the want to be a whole full person? When I see somebody that young, like Kaylee, who gets it, that makes me feel like we're going to be okay. That makes me feel like we're going to be okay. Okay? Once again, not all hair care is made the same. Uh, But no, Kaylee, seriously, uh, anything that I can do to help, if you guys know Kaylee, I'm going to kind of reach out. But if you guys know a way to get to her, I'll send her some bread too. I'm giving away all the money. And I'm serious about the higher learning hang, by the way. we're gonna, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I do apologize to the audience. I had a meeting that ran late. And so because my meeting ran late, Rachel couldn't stay for mailbag. That is completely on me. I am sorry. I apologize to the audience. But uh, I, the higher learning hang is happening. We're going to get together and watch that Karen movie. I think that's the perfect way for us to get together. So if you want to do that, reach out on our thought warriors or DM me and tell me that you're in. Now I said that I'll cover everything, but if like a thousand motherfuckers come, we might have to crowd surf it, crowdfund it. All right. All right. Tell your thing caps off, but do not stop learning. I am Van Lathan checking out for Rachel Lindsay. See you guys next week. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.